Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Brusco Talk Shop with Mitchie Brusco. Today's guest, we have Bucky Lassett. Bucky's been a good friend of mine for many years, a huge inspiration early in my skate career through uh, all of it to this day. So it was really nice to, to get him to sit down. We talked for about an hour and 45 minutes. His knowledge of skateboarding, racing, building cars, making videos, having sponsors, going through injuries... It's really cool insight to get because we, we share a lot of the same ideas about how to take care of our bodies, uh, how injuries affect us emotionally, uh, physically, and, and what to kind of do about it, and, and how to keep your mind active outside of skateboarding to, uh, to allow for growth and for competitions. It's really cool to get in the head of a competitor who's been around for so long and performed so well under pressure. On top of that, Bucky really cares about his family and the people around him. So without further ado, Bucky Lassick. Astronauts report it feels good. T minus 25 seconds. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. So, uh, I mean, you already brought up your YouTube stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, you say your guy Rich helps you, like. What, what's the goal with the YouTube stuff? Like, how, how much you love in that? Well, I actually started kind of doing it just to document my car build. As like a, because you just love it. Well, like, yeah, I just kind of, I've been building this Subaru for a while now. Yeah. And I just wanted to kind of, kind of just document it from day one. How, how from scratch was this car? I haven't uh, watched the the buck. It's called Buck Yeah. Buck right? Yeah is the Buck Yeah is the channel. I, I haven't watched like any of them. But how raw was that? Was that car when you first got it? Dude, I bought it. I looked on Craigslist for about almost four months, like every morning, until I found the right car. Because there's kids out there selling shit cars for like twenty five, three grand. And it's yeah. like, dude, this is a piece of crap. Like they're like, oh, I know what I got, bro. I'm like, yeah, I know what I you know got what's too. under the hood. I know what you got, bro. <laughs> so I found this guy who was Is that he, the market? Like you found you ran into a lot of young younger Subarus, these, like younger These crowd. older Subarus, these G C platform Imprezas, yeah. they go for a lot of money. And like these kids buy them and then they just try to unload them like down the road for buy them five times. Run them through worth. dirt and just like some of them, some of them are just stock and just they kind of baby them thinking that they're gonna do like this big conversion. And then they try to unload it. They try to sell it, not Un unload it, but they try to sell it for like top dollar. Like, and it's like unload. What does like what does unload mean? Just they like just get try rid to get it. rid of it. Yeah. So like they get it with like these huge plans and realize yeah. it's like a fucking harder than they think. And then yeah, it takes time and money. Time, yeah. money, space. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like not to mention the fit, like the commitment. Yeah, that's a lot of work. I don't think like it makes sense. You want to document it because like so much time that that time energy commitment like turns into like emotional commitment as well like i assume yeah there's hours i spend in the garage and when i first got this car i'm actually glad that i documented it because it's it's kind of like a dream car to me not like going out and buying like a freaking ferrari or lamborghini like a thing it's Man. like from being such a driving enthusiast like this platform car was like the car that I wanted to build and it's the wide body, you know, STI motor, uh, Impreza. So I figured if I wanted to build it and, and I've seen so many different cars and driven so many different cars that if I wanted to do it, other people would probably be interested in it. So 
Yeah. I documented it. So like. And that's the whole reason for the YouTube thing. So at times, I'm sure, I mean, it's a dream car, but like, I'm sure it's felt like a nightmare sometimes. No, it definitely has been, I mean, from stripping it in Fallbrook where I'm, where I'm living in 103 degree weather and not being able to find like dry ice to, to crack the, the, um, you know, the, um, I can't, it's like the, um, the sound deadening, you the know, sound under, deadening? Un, underneath the carpet is sound deadening. And what it does is it's the cut down road noise and all it's like fit, almost 50 so, pounds so, worth of material. So and there, I stripped all that with a heat gun and a putty <laughs> knife. There's like, is that I mean I assume that's in every car like the, that every you car. buy that you yeah. buy stock like so do you drive it without that I do yeah what's a wh- why take that it's out little, it's a little it's lighter you know it just makes it easier. you want this car to fly yeah I just want it to perform good you know but yet I still have carpet I still have like more AC, more heat. like pedal to relative control like any any extra weight any extra like right. gadgets are just. More delay, less right. responsive. I mean, I have a stereo in the car. I have like two speakers yeah. and a subwoofer. You're not like insane. But I try to lose the Cause weight. Because is it? A, it's because it's a driver. Like you, you are gonna use the yeah, car. Yeah, I, like, I use the car. Is like that I, the one you pulled up in? No, that's okay. a different one. I was gonna say that's looking real clean and like it's got a lot of. Because does it have a roll cage? No, that one's straight the, stock. That's a nine. No, no, no. The Same one thing. that you're building. The one I'm building has a, a half cage. Yeah. What's that? It's like a, a not full. It doesn't have a full cage. Like it doesn't have like the cage in the past the front seats. It, it's all in the back seat. Basically, it's just like it's a like a bolt in foundation in case shit goes wrong. It like it's not gonna collapse as easy. Yeah, it'll save you somewhat. Yeah, a little un- yeah. enough. It won't take the big one, but it'll save you. <laughs> it won't take yeah. the big one. <laughs> um, that feel you develop in a car. Yeah. Um, just saying that fifty pounds like opened my eyes a lot. I remember. I mean, I I bet you do too. When we were at the racetrack, yeah, in uh, where where was that? What what track was that? Where were we? It was uh, like a, we were at Willow Springs, Streets of Willow, right? Yes, yeah, so yeah. the the Willow Springs where we just drove a couple of hours. Yeah, um, and like I remember just following you there was an absolute bitch. Yeah, because I mean, I'm 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 like very mellow on the freeway. Yeah, and you were just like easily just like coasting through cars. I was like, oh, Bucky's race ready. I was yeah, like, well, I, if you notice, I didn't really, I never once cut someone off. No. Never once, like, did any dangerous maneuvering. Or, like, excessive It's just speeding. Eyes up. Or, yeah, it's yeah. just eyes up. I wasn't balls out driving. It was just, like, finding my rhythm and just cruising through Especially traffic. on a long drive like that, it just, the drive feels so much different. Yeah. And, like, at first, I remember, like, You'd make a little move like a, a one-two lane switch, and then the, the gap would close by the time I got there. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you can't. You're leaving the 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 guy in the dust back here. Yeah, but you keep. It's all about keeping the pace, you know. I kept. I wasn't like I was like flat out like yeah. trying to lose you. It was like you know I'd I'd get into my spot where you'd be able to catch up to me, and then we'd cruise through traffic a little bit more. Um, there was a different kind of fuel, right? That mm-hmm. you got. We went. We yeah. went to like a specific gas station by the track. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a while ago, so I'm like kind of asking: Is what was the fuel you put in? I remember it was it was E85. It's it's a flex fuel. It's a corn a corn fuel. It's it just burns more efficient. You can get more horsepower out of a little car. more expensive. 
No, it's actually cheaper. It's cheaper. What? Yeah. what is it worse for longevity of like a regular driver? Well, it, it burns faster. So you might not get the mm. same mileage. But oh, it okay. Is cheaper cheaper it's by the like gallon. Net, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's almost like a dollar a gallon cheaper. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, for the fun, it's maybe worth the. Uh, yeah. If you're, if gas you're good mileage. on the, if you're good on the right pedal, you know. It, and you it can kinda, you can switch back and forth. Yeah, it's flex so you, fuel. So, yeah. The so, tune is. Uh, I have like a Cobb uh, flex fuel kit on my car. I've had them on the last two cars. And it's so you can run a mixture of normal petrol and E85. Okay. That's that's sick, man. And like the the, the amount of feel that you develop in a car I, the thing I, the thing i remember specifically was the was the gas pedal to steering wheel yeah you, you described it as a string yep. connected between them yeah you have a good memory <laughs> well i loved it <laughs> i mean it was something that stuck with me i mean i still remember driving that track and spinning out i still remember yeah. uh the first three or four laps just so lost yeah. just in inside of like at the wrong part of a turn and then all of a sudden i'd be swinging out and there's three cars behind me like trying to get by and i'm trying not to go off the road and then before i know it there's i'm at the next turn and yeah. i'm like dude i've been out of position like for ages like, yeah. i don't know but then once it started to smooth up like smooth up yeah those things that you were saying started to really make sense the yeah. like noticing how you can rip the gas you can go pedal to the metal right but that steering wheel straight right. and then like once you let go, you're not braking like you're on the street. No, you're you're not braking like you're you're easing into a red light. Like no. basically, you were saying like, dude, if you don't feel it in your sternum, like you're not you're not driving. And then so by the time you could rip it like to up to 120 or 100 miles per hour on the straightaway, hit the brake, 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 and then. But you, but you start stopping in the right position to where you can release and then connect the pedal to the wheel. And it's just yeah. like, it's like making tricks. It's, it's like, and then each turn is like doing the same trick in a run. And yep. then you learn that run, you learn that track and you start to let it go. Yeah. You start to like sort of start hanging on, but you yeah. know, you like almost know that limit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that from skateboarding, like you get a, a certain trick down off the rolling yeah. to start your run or something. Yep. And at first you like roll in super, like super even, no yeah. speed, no extra thing, no pop. Even you hit the coping, like a little bit, like kind of questioning what, what's right. going to happen, but you do it all week. And then by the time the contest comes around, it's just like, you're just flying off the lip and yeah, you, your intuition's uh, in, yeah. your intuition kicks in and you're just, you're just doing it kind of like on your own. Yeah. I mean, and, and with that confidence, like even if you fuck up, you're like, ah, whatever, like whatever you can take a slam, but you're relaxed. Cause none of that, like tense like questioning right is there anymore yeah because usually if you're thinking about it you're not doing it right right like you're you're, you're not you're thinking about it so the timing isn't there it's, it's when the intuition kicks in the where it's like okay then you can put your thought into something else you know yeah like just where just like how you feel like yeah. it, it it becomes completely not about the 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 connecting the dots of of like how to make this happen it's just like i Actually, like, is it like this in racing where once you once you rip a track enough and you're feeling good and like you're confident on like race day, you can be loose. Like you don't have to hit them perfect and it can even still work. Well, yeah. I mean, what they teach you with racing is you can have a bad turn. You know, if you mess a turn up, 
you're on to the next turn. Don't don't even think about it. You're you know? you're like on you know, a new line. The, you're on a new line. Put it in your memory bank. You know, so that you when you come back to that turn, you don't make them the same mistake twice. But yeah, once you learn a track, then you're trying to get in the other guy's head. How would you go about that? You're driving his mirrors. You know, you're 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 moving left. You're moving right. You're getting on him where you're getting on him in the back of him into spots like that's going to make him look up and then when he looks up he's gonna he's gonna miss his breaking point just like point. anything to like disrupt that focus to yeah. just get him off his to get him off his track yep where where like you start thinking again you start yep. feeling again you, you know you're back in your head you're yeah. not in that like that flow zone right yeah um you're checking your mirrors um you know i'll give it a look just to kind of see the gap you know if he's catching me and then you know if it's if he is catching me then then i'm I'm losing time somewhere. So yeah, the, the panic starts to set in and you start to try to find it. Especially if you don't know where he's gaining that time. Right. If it's obvious, if you fuck up a turn, you check your mirror, he's closing. You're like, yeah, I mean, as is tradition. And it could be cars, you know, he could have the better car. And, and at that point, you're just trying to hold him off. At that point, you're just trying to be a better racer. You're just trying to, you know, get in, get it, fill the holes. You yeah. Know, don't leave anything open. Don't miss anything. I remember uh and make him get by you and not let him get by you by a mistake that you've made. Make him make him do the work. Right. Is it a big problem that the the difference in performance in cars? There is, yeah. It's like a it's like a a thing in the community. No matter what they no matter what the the racing uh like uh, competition tries to do well there's some cars that just work better at some tracks you know bigger wheelbase faster around the big long turns where like shorter wheelbase is going to be better in the tight turns you know they might have a better engine uh they might just have a better all-around program so like you know obviously if you're if you're running a bunch of straightaways the the zero to 60 is going to kill it oh yeah or if it's just you have a big tight. car too if you have a big car and arrow and the wind's just holding you back Oh, okay. Wow. I didn't think about conditions like that. Yep. I didn't think about, especially conditions as far as track condition goes. Mm -hmm. Like if it, if it rained that morning or last night, or if the dirt, if there's dirt sections, yep. uh, how loose it is or how tight it is, how many cars have driven over it that day. Yep. Is it, is it kind of ever changing? It's always changing in rally. In rally, especially. In rally especially, yeah. Especially the cars ahead of you, you know, they sweep the road a little bit. There'll be loose surface all over. Like if you're ahead, if you're in the, in the front, you have a lot of loose surface and you can, if you're in the back also, you can see the braking points, which, which helps you kind of gauge. Yeah. So there's, there's pluses and minuses. Yeah. Unless you follow me into the hay bales. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> Mindlessly following. Case, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could get, it could get rough out there. Um, do you find yourself driving better, faster, more aggressive in the lead or behind? Um, I always like to reel someone in. I like, I like if I, if I get into like a bad start, if I have a bad start, I always like the feeling of reeling someone in. And, okay. uh, if you have good enough equipment, did, being did, out front is, is fun. But, yeah. uh, I think like, as far as like racing goes i like to be a car or two behind feels just, like a race just so i can get in the race and that's the that's the fucking gnarly part yeah like you feel like you're letting it rip you feel like you're holding on for dear life and there's a car holding pace in front of you you're like how am i gonna not only drive at this pace continually 
but like step it up enough to make a full pass, mm-hmm. especially in rally. Cause I mean, passes might, you might make a, he- a couple of hectic, like, uh, overtakes mm-hmm. in with the, with the amount of drifting and braking and sliding and accelerating and, and holding inside. I mean, if you hold the inside on coming, if you try to pass on the inside coming up on a tight turn, like there's a window that you have, if you don't make it, yeah. you're now you're now you're breaking points off and now your lines off and and it's like but if you make that pass and then you yeah, hit you that can tight, blow a turn you can blow that the thing is you can make that pass blow the turn for both of you but mm-hmm. you've you've made the pass so yeah. then from there on out you're you're good yeah. <laughs> you're like, Just, yeah as long as it's not too much you know no not too much banging um the 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 reeling and in part triggered a lot of memories of you yeah because it's it's like that in skating too yeah I mean, it, it, and probably in other parts of your life, but like skating, at least from like when I was a young, seven years old, eight mm-hmm. years old, I mean, we never counted out Bucky Lassick. Yeah. It was, it didn't matter. It, yeah. And that was, it was, and everybody knew that from the, from the fans to the skaters who watched it every single contest to the announcers, to the, I mean, if Bucky has a, a run left, yeah. if it's one run and you're last to go and, and the last score was a 99, it's like, yeah, but like all eyes on Bucky. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to be the guy. Yeah. But when you're not the guy, when you're the underdog, yeah, that was my, I love that. Like, yeah. That was my time to shine. And but it, but everyone knew that I was not the undergo- underdog, you know, yeah. they always knew that I could be the guy, but. I don't know. It, it's 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 a rad feeling. It's like a special situation, like driving dr- driving down the field in the fourth quarter. It's like you can you can feel, especially in skateboarding, with it being so subjective, how much emotion is carried into those runs that matter so much to 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 you, matters to the community. It it makes the tricks sound different, feel different when you when you do a, a nollie flip Madonna that that you're there's you're the last to go and and you haven't made a run yet. When that tail hits the coping, it's just yeah. like it's something else, and it carries into the score. It carries into and it's real, and it's like that. Yeah. It's that special. Yeah, it it's it's a it's a rough one too. It's a, it's a lot of pressure. Um, sometimes it gets you, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. I've I've seen you handle that pressure in a in a way that I've always I think I've kind of abased my process a little bit on that too because no matter what on the deck you're you look like you look right now mm-hmm. you're you're calm you know the situation I mean it's not like you're lying to yourself it's not like you're trying to be like ah oh, whatever I don't even care anyway it's like no you care yeah. you're there and you want it yeah, but that 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 looseness that like you still are the same dude. Yep. And as soon as that run starts, it's just that that rhythm. It's an that inner flow. confidence, you know. It's it's a confidence that you have within yourself. And I've I've sometimes not had that confidence, and yeah. it still has worked out. Like sometimes I have given up. I'm like, mm, I'm just whatever. But that I'm just gonna but go that for inner it. inner confidence. Yeah, but <laughs> but then again, it's like. I'm going to go for it. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to make a run to get me, you know, in the top five. It's like, no, I'm, I'm sucking right now. I'm in the last place and 
Well, here we go again. Let's. And I think that's a mindset that only pays out if you always have that mindset. Because if you are constantly trying to base your your run or your what you're trying to do based on how you feel like what you're capable of, like you're aiming for third, you're aiming for fifth, you're aiming for finals, you're you know, and and then that one time that you do go for it and it doesn't work, it's like oh I should have held back yeah, here. Yeah, that's true. And it's like it, it doesn't it work like that. You yeah. you send it every time, and you know you know from now that the next contest that you're going to be sending it. Yeah. It's like the whole time you're in it. Yeah. There's no, the I'm, one thing that I have noticed that <clears throat> from, from my, you know, beginning amateur young pro mm-hmm. to now, and I've gotten last place yeah. as a young yeah. pro. Yeah. 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 But like now, if I get last place, <clears throat> they're like, Oh, well maybe, you know, maybe he's washed know, up. Yeah. Maybe or, he's a little old. That's like, dude, are you serious? You start like, bringing up racing. Start bringing up all this other shit. Yeah, yeah. But like my best year was what was it? Uh, fourteen global. Yeah, the global one where I won everything, everything. literally and, everything, and I was killing it in rally. Everything, yeah. Like, I just goes to show you that it's you can never be too busy if your heart's in it, you know. Yeah, and if you have that, like. People were making fun of me. Like I, I remember, like in Thrasher, they were making fun of me or something because I was sponsored by McGuire's Car Wax. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you, you don't understand. Like, you can be good at a couple of things. You know, it doesn't mean you have to just skateboard. When you can love a couple of like things. you at skydiving. Yeah, you and know? you can you can love a couple of things. And I think there's there's a really difficult balance that comes with with loving things the same. I mean these especially from we'll start with the perspective of other competitors Mm. most of them only love that thing and only have ever loved that thing right so it's hard not to come off disrespectful to their craft and how much they care and Mm -hmm. how much they wish that they won all four contests feeling like they deserve it because of how much they've dedicated and and just have in a way limited the other things that they do as a, as a focus point, as a, as a passion. Right. But there is a diminishing return on being obsessive on, on not having that balance. Mm-hmm. I've found that the things that have helped me grow the most as a skater is starting to understand different sports, the culture of a different sport that I love so dearly, like tunnel flying and skydiving, the way people go about learning, mm-hmm. the way people go about training and studying their film and, and studying the, the competition scene and the, in the way that it more rivals gymnastics where, where skateboarding is more of a, it's definitely an art more like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's nice to get those perspectives and to, to have them work together. And then a contest comes around and yeah, there is a lot of pressure, a lot hinges on it. Especially when there's only two or three now. <sighs> yeah. I mean, We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> but that that understanding emotionally that this isn't the only thing that I have that fulfills me, that gives me joy, it can lighten that that pressure enough to to open you up to try the things that you want to, to open you up to be in that position to, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my my heart in this, I'm gonna send it on the last run, and if it doesn't work, I'm alive. Right. You know, and, yeah. and that can give you that little edge just to just to relax through the pain, relax through the struggle, the yeah. nerves. 
Yeah, it's like almost like when you're into these different things, it's almost like a, I would say it's like a staycation in yeah. your own body because yeah. you're able to, like me, skateboard, but yet if I go to the ramp every day, I'm burnt out. I'm the same way. Like, I got to go drive, you know, yeah. I got to go get in a car and, and feel this excitement so that when yeah. I come back to skating, I'm excited about it again. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm exactly the same way that the, the people are refreshing as well. Cause when you're around, uh, one group of people for so long, it, it's hard to open your eyes to different, mm -hmm. uh, cultures, careers, lifestyles. Yep. Yeah. You got to get outside that bubble. Yeah. You like, you end up following your friends around and you end up just thinking about the same events, the same places, the same trips, the same, yep. you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, am, am I a, a part of this wheel that's already turning or, or am I making my own decisions that, you know, the ones that led you to skateboarding are very much on your own. I mean, none of the people I grew up with, I live around. Mm -hmm. It was very, uh, solo kind yeah, of yeah. like, I'm taking these steps because this is, you know, where I feel I belong at the moment. Mm -hmm. But once you get caught and then you find it and it's so satisfying and it's weird to get caught in that wheel where it's like, wait, I have to do this again. Like, I feel like now I feel like I grew up with the with the guys that I lived with, with the guys that like I skate with, with the, the, the all the pros. I mean, I've been in the sport now 10 years competing. Yeah. And now you find yourself in that wheel where it's like. Yep. It's even harder, like as an adult, as like a career, as like there's a lot more on the line. It's like, man, why why are we so drawn to to change and to to push it in these other things? But then once you take that step, it makes so much sense. Yeah, it does. No, I, I'm ready to go and jump in a rally car now. I've been skating so much lately. Yeah. I was supposed to go to a rally leaving Tuesday, first rally in two years at 100 Acre Woods in Missouri. You, and it got canceled because of the virus. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough one because, I mean, how many are there a lot of spectators for the rally events? It's funny because it's not that big in America, but the diehards are there. They're and in rain, around shine. Every, every event, I mean, there's Spectator Alley. There's, you know, there's, there's these places that they actually jump on a tour bus and they're at, um, that park expose get on the bus and they go to different turns and you'll come around this turn and it'll just be spectators with cowbells like if it's nighttime they got bonfires the size of freaking city blocks it's just like it's a whole thing from it's, it's awesome it's a whole party yeah it's a whole like i mean and tailgating it sucks, man it sucks that i'm missing it i haven't i haven't driven a stage a stage rally in over two years when was the last one I think it was 16, 2016 I, or so. Uh, like where? Like, uh, It was uh, New England Forest Rally. Forest Rally I mean, Stadium? No, it's 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 actually through the woods with a co-driver. It's where the co-drivers, uh, you know, like the left three over crest, you know. I've played dirt. Right six, like all that. Don't. Yeah. Uh, don't it. cut yeah no cut yeah <laughs> you got it Dude, imagine that like you're getting freaking google maps through your headphones um, and, you're, and you're going flat out is uh are, amazing are these calls given to you by the track or do you drive it a couple of times and be like yo i see this well as there is a no track there's stages so you'll have to drive like 10 minutes to the next stage 
And sometimes you won't even be able to go get your car fixed. So if you hit, if you cut and you hit a rock that's, yeah. that you didn't want to hit, then you got this wheel that's totally out of whack that you, you have to struggling. make it through the whole state. You have to make it through two more stages wow. with that wheel. And so, that's the strategy. So you get to drive these stages prior to the event the yeah. day before. And you get to make, they give you notes in America. Okay. Over in Europe, you got to make your own. Oh, wow. But what you do in America is you take those notes they give you and you modify them to, to what you see. To like what fits your eye. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, what's your relationship like with your, with your co-driver? Um, I've had a different co-driver every time just because I'm not consistent with doing these rallies. So because I was going to have another, they need one. to get paid too. Is yeah. That yeah. Like... They get paid through the team or in this case, uh, through us, like we, cause we're a small team rally ready out of Austin, Texas. Oh, okay. The, um, my buddy Dave owns the rally school there. And he has like four cars that we're prepping for a stage rally this year. And this was going to be our first event. Oh man. Is it, is it hard to, to work with a new, uh, with a new co-driver every time? I mean, do the guys who have the same person have an advantage or is it kind of like read this? Well, maybe the co-driver will see something that you don't and know your style a little bit better. Mm, mm. But if you're communicating and you, and for me, I'm, I'm all eyes when I'm going, it's called recce. It's when you do the stages prior to the event, you go and you reconnaissance. Yeah. It's recce. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. For recce. So you go out and you recce these stages. Very Australian. And you're looking for no cutting. You're looking for rocks on the inside. You're looking for rocks in the, in the road. You're looking for uh, turns, you know, maybe this will be a left four, but yet it closes out. So it's, it goes from like a four to a three. So it'd be like a four minus, Yeah, you know, um, you know, an opposite four plus would be like, it, it kind of tightened. It kind of has a a four in the beginning and then it opens up to a five. Yeah. So that's a four plus, not a five. You can do five, but that means you're just going to send it a little bit harder in the beginning. And and you might end up a little wide. Yeah, yeah, you, you know. No, that that kind of that kind of lines it's it up. It's awesome, man. It's so it's so fun. I I bet I can't I can't imagine, especially when you're when you're taking these corners. I imagine them in my head like I'm driving, and all I've ever driven is a corner that I can take at a reasonable speed. So I'm like, oh, I can keep up with this. Yeah, it'd be nice to know. Yeah. But when you're letting it loose, you're like, how how visual are you in your head compared to like like what what kind of relationship do you with have with their visualizing? Words, their words become your hands. Okay. So the timing, you start, you know, you know, you try to get it like a turn or two ahead so that you can kind of prep yourself as far as like uh, momentum. So you're taking calls um, one to two turns back. Yeah. So let's say, like, could you give an example of, so that'd be three calls in a row. And then you hit the first with one. a distance. Well, sometimes it'll for me since I'm not in it as you know I'm, I'm not that. I only have a few races under my belt, so for me it's about two turns. So you know. so one turn, a distance, a second turn, yes. maybe a rule like don't you, cut. Yep, a little a little word, some wording, um, probably like a no cut or like a minus or a plus, uh-huh. and then a, then a distance in between the turns. 
and then as you come into that second turn you get a new distance and you get a new turn so you're correct you catch that flow yeah it's just like google maps yeah okay that makes sense yeah it's pretty much just like it but a little bit more a little bit more detailed a little bit more detailed and don't miss your turn yeah no reset button yeah there's no recalculating no yeah you got another stage there is a repeat i can i can i can throw out i can be like repeat you know and that's just oh so he'll say it again okay i was like man you can get a rebate yeah (laughs) i thought you were gonna say like some races if you fuck up a turn or you fuck you can do the lap again i'm like dude you get a time penalty sometimes if you uh if you miss something or you know your car breaks then you can go to a special stage okay i mean you're not you can't i mean you still gotta make it up yeah it's not not gonna be fun that's a that's a fair point you can still be in the race, you know. You like, still, everyone doesn't get a trophy, but you, you know. You still finish your yeah, run. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, was it hard having, being younger? Like, uh, well, we'll start with skateboarding. When did you break into the, the competition scene for skateboarding? Well, I started as an amateur. Yeah. Which I'm sure you did too. Yes. And... I did I did pretty good locally, but then in Baltimore. In Baltimore. And I picked up shop sponsor. And then from there, um, Pal Peralta came in came in the town doing yeah. a demo. Wow. They showed up at my local ramp and basically I got sponsored by Pal Peralta. Because you were just like, I'm skating with you guys. Yeah, they, they showed up. They saw this little kid, just full, like, skinny little kid. You knew they were going to be there. I heard they were going to possibly... They were actually were supposed to be there the day before. They showed up the day after. Okay, so you're, like, committed, though. Well, yeah, I mean, if if freaking Mike McGill and Tony Hawk and everyone's going to come to your local ramp, you're going to make sure you're there. That's a good point. Little did you know that you were going to be in there, his video game not long after that. Yeah, right. So I, I got sponsored by Pal. I did some local. I did some local amateur contests. I got sponsored by Pal. Did more of a regional contest. Flopped. I think Virginia Beach was my first big amateur contest, and I bailed. I think three times in my first run, and then I ran up to the ramp, and I was so tired, I actually bailed a drop in. You bailed a drop in. I bailed a drop in. That's impressive. Yeah. That's that's very. You've come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> you've come a long <laughs> I think way. I learned a lot from that one. <laughs> that was that was Trashmore when it was fiberglass. That's where you got your poise from. Yeah. That's you never like, gonna that's never happen. You're again. never letting yourself go like that yeah. ever again. And I was I was man looking back now, my style compared to now. It was amazing I could even stand up on a skateboard back then. Really? I just, I, rem- I just, I mean, if you look at old footage, I look like a rag doll. I look like a, a like one of those, like, puppets. <laughs> like, just flip-flopping around. How old were you at this time? I mean, I would say up to, like, 10 years ago. Okay. Until I finally got some power. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I remember you telling me very young, uh... I think it was Chris Powell. You remember that name? Or or Griffin Chase. You remember that name? Wow, that rings a bell. Yeah, I mean, they did the uh, Bucky Skate Camp in Vans. Yeah. 
um, we all we all skated skate barn together. Yeah. And we all did Grom demos together at Dutour. Yeah. So. Oh we, yeah, yeah. We were little tights. I remember watching you guys. Greg DeHart. Yeah. Um, there was there's so many names. Tyson Bowerbank even did some with us. Jet and Jagger Eaton. Yep. Um, that was uh, a that was a crazy time. That's actually uh Clay. Clay, Clay did the later ones. Clay yeah. did some. Yeah. So did Jimmy. Jimmy. I believe Jimmy was in there too. I don't know if Jimmy did the the not the earlier demo. ones. Not the demos, but he was in the... He was in the free flow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was definitely in the free flow. And I remember you showing a picture. And I, I couldn't remember who it was. But you said, keep this picture. Because it was of a backsider. I think it was Chris Powell. Um, it was just of a backsider. So simple. Arm was a little weird. Foot was... And you said, save this. Because you're going to look at this in 10, 20 years if you're still skating. Mm. And you'll still see that. You're never going to lose what makes this you mm-hmm. like that style. All the stuff in between is going to is going to grow and get stronger and more stable. And, yeah, yeah. you know, the I think my legs are like seven times the length they were. Yeah. But I always kept that in mind. And I, I'll go back to old pictures and I'll see it. I'm like, dude, you yep. got the little the little wrist. Yeah. You know, whatever that that thing is that that makes the that makes it you yeah it's your style and it is so i would love to see some of that like old like that first on the scene falling on drop in yeah. bucky lassic i'm telling you you look back at my old stuff and it's like oh my god how'd that guy even do what he did <laughs> there's some people like that who are just who just murder tricks and they look like they can't stand on a skateboard but- no I've, I've i've skated with danny way sometimes and he shows up and i'm like this dude did that and then all of a sudden it's like bam he nails the craziest <laughs> video trick ever i've i've seen that in danny yeah for sure how, how is he even standing on a skateboard yeah sometimes i'm like what this guy did that it's like boom oh wow that was the best thing i've ever seen it doesn't matter it's like all the things feel the same yeah it's like i don't care if you're gonna do a and and i see bob like that in a different way he's yeah. like so loose that a backside air can get away from him but also a 20-foot Indy 7 will right, come yeah. in because of that same... Same exact thing. Yeah. Not, not very different. One's from California, one's from Brazil. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. The, the, something about the way they were raised. I mean, but it, it just shows like what makes you, you is like a double-edged sword. Yeah. Like for everyone. Yeah. Because like... You're going to fall just standing up on a skateboard, but for some reason you have these crazy tricks unlocked because of just how you're wired. Yeah. Wired. <laughs> I love watching. I love watching Bob for that reason. Cause you can watch board slides and in backside airs and be like, who on the edge of your seat or, you know, frontside nar jars. Yep. And it, and it just, it always has that same, yep. or that same a energy. Big old switch frontside ollie over your head. I've seen Bob a couple of times. I've over seen here. Bob at Gravity Games roll into his run, <laughs> into a backside ollie and bail it every time. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> he bailed a backside ollie off the roll in every run. Oh, that's the whole amazing. contest. That's that was, amazing. That was the contest. Was that the one that you skydived into? I can't remember. It was. It was Gravity Rhode Games. Island. Like, okay, not not the Cleveland. No, no, not Cleveland. Man, that was like that was my show. That was my first show out. Yeah. Five years old. Oh, wow. Cleveland, Ohio. Did a little, did the park, did the street contest, which was basically park. 
yeah with no quarter pipes it just had these like flowy box jumps and yep i think i did morning news or something with you one of these a few probably a couple <laughs> I of times i think so because i was doing everything i could get my hands on yeah. just a little five-year-old i didn't know what's going I'm on i'm like rolling out of bed and mitchy's doing like full-on like <laughs> mini contest runs <laughs> i mean i just had those tricks I had like four tricks, so I'd do them all over every yep. time. Like, I mean, that's that little kid in you. It's just like, I got these tricks. I do them all the time. Yep. Why aren't these older guys doing all their tricks? I don't get it. Yep. It must be slacking. But like looking, it's hilarious looking back. Like The hunger you have when you're younger. Oh, it's unmatched. Yeah. Unmatched. The hunger. Unless you're Brazilian, then you're just hungry all the time. Because those guys are, oh my gosh. I just skated manchas and they just are on it man definitely just go i mean we traveled a little bit to get here and to have these opportunities um but going overseas to follow a dream i think it just it just must wire you i just think it's where you come from too i mean i grew up in baltimore and and i just wanted you know it was rough there and yeah i I think i just wanted to get out and i wanted to become something so i was so hungry and i think it's with Brazil, I think it's kind of similar. Yeah, I mean, maybe even more so. Yeah. Like, the, the, the any way to escape, and especially if it's through something you love. Oh, yeah. I think the, just the gratitude is so powerful. Mm-hmm. I think just the, the pure love, gratitude, and like, most people see pain or, or falling or, or these things that would, t- would take you away. But I think when you have that much passion that much gratitude just for your opportunities. You don't feel or see the pain, the, the pain in the same way. No, your heart outweighs the pain. By far, by far. And you can feel it in the, in the Brazilian skate culture is like such the epitome of that. Yep. There's no question. Yep. Yeah, they, they breed hard over there for sure. Um, so after that regional contest, you fall in on a drop-in. Yeah. And then... From there, I just, I, I was, you know who I owe it to is Brian Ridgway. Brian Ridgway. Brian Ridgway was like the tracker team manager. Todd Hastings was the PAL team manager. Yeah. And I stayed in contact with Stacy all through those younger years. Okay. And Stacy wanted me to call him basically every week and tell him what new trick I made. Oh, that's, that's, uh, what did you feel like that was like you on the edge of your seat? Like you had to prove yourself or was that like looking back, like he no, just kind of had you. It gave me the passion to want to, to kind of want to, you know, make him proud. Yeah. Of, of, and it, and it gave me a uh, drive. And like, he knew what he was doing. He knew he was like putting that seed in you. Like it, it's possible. He did know. I mean, I think he just, he knew from like what cab and Tony, and I think it was just like a, uh, a, a way that he kind of was Stacy. Yeah. Know? He just, yeah. he just was, he like, saw something, he saw something and then he just wanted to keep the fire in me and just yeah. kind of keep me going. Do you remember being, uh, a little bit taken back by that, by that contest performance or that, that show out? Or did you, do you remember taking it in stride? Cause being younger, maybe you don't have like the emotional capacity to, Maybe it was just go, go, go. Like, well, I remember it to this day, like it happened yesterday. So it had a big impact. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) You know? Um, Yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's a big learning curve. You know, it's, it's going from local boy to, yeah, you're not so local boy anymore. Yeah. You know, you go from a local boy hero to zero, you know? Yeah. Big fish, small pond to, to, 
fucking microscopic little guy yeah. in the ocean. Yeah, but like like I said, I I I surrounded myself with good people from Brian Ridgeway to Todd yeah. Hastings and to visiting Tony at his place. He he invited me out and I skated with Tony all the time. Was that your first okay, where was Tony first, living at this time? Tony was actually living in Fallbrook probably seven minutes away from where I'm living now. Oh, okay. Wow. So I drive past that house all the time. I remember skating the quarter pipe in Holy his driveway, shit. the mini the mini spine ramp, the vert ramp up top the hill. I've seen those clips. So Maybe not of you, but I've seen that. All ha- that like, stuff is just refreshed. Um, and he did, Is that where he lived with his dad, right? I shop in the same grocery store that we shopped in then that they just built. Oh, wow. Like 20-some years ago at least. That's crazy, the, the consistency yeah. of like... How the powerful door, the those door, times the were. The entry to the grocery store is totally almost 90 degrees. It's actually 90 degrees on the other wall. I remember walking into the grocery store one way, which is now the, the UPS store. Oh, okay. That wasn't there. It was all yeah. just a grocery store. And then now the entry is a totally different location. It blows me away. The same Jack in the Box is there. The same movie <laughs> theater is there. It's crazy. So much nostalgia. Yeah. Um but yeah, going back, I just surrounded myself with positive people. I think it's all about who you surround yourself with. Well, positive people, day. like also who are are definitely exactly fucking aligned with where you want, like where your heart is. Yeah, you know, older people who've gone through some sacrifices, some some everything it takes. Yeah. They've whatever it is for them, they've done what it takes. It might be different for you, you know, what you have to give up or what you have to chase or what your strengths or weaknesses right, but, are. But like guys invited me in that they didn't have to invite me in. Like yeah. Brian Ridgeway, I stayed at Ridgeway's like place in Carlsbad, um, his apartment in Carlsbad for so many trips out to California. Yeah. And he would take me around. I mean, here's a dude that's, you know, he's probably like 15 years older than me or 20 years older than me taking around this kid just to kind of like. Yep. And at you the know, time, you're just like, yeah, me. thanks, dude. Like, let's go. Like, looking back, you're just like, man, you did so much. So much. Yeah. And he's still doing it. You know, he's he's helping out with skate stand and all that stuff. Yeah. There's just some people that are wired, Yep. man, to, to give. Like, givers will give. It's just like how we are as people. And, like, I know so many of you guys had that effect on, on me. Mm-hmm. Like, because, I mean, just yesterday, I was, ten, I was 10 years old. I mean, I remember being six like seven five six seven meeting you guys and like whether you meant it or not just like i remember i got an autograph from you in 2004 i remember the year because you wrote 2000 and no okay so this is what happened you wrote 2004 but it was 2005 already. But mm-hmm. you were in such autograph mode yeah. at the time of the year <laughs> that it didn't. And I looked at it. I was like, what an idiot. I'm like, <laughs> I don't need you know, super young. But I remember getting an autograph and, and you said uh, that I'll, I'll sign one for you one day. Yep. Because, I mean, you, I think you knew I had the heart. I mean, in that, 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 those kind of moments stuck with me so much mm-hmm. through all the years. You, Andy... Bob, uh, these these guys that just were like so prevalent in mm-hmm. the in the industry and in the contest and the community. Yep. And it's like, man, I can do that one day. So like, what? You never know what you're what the impact you're gonna have when it's yep. when it's happening. So these people that that kind of open the doors. How how easy was it for you to travel? Like, uh, 
I mean, I know Baltimore is rough. I know your 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 ramps you had weren't that good. Like these trips to California, was it was that an attainable thing for you or was it very scarce? Um I think back then it was easy for me because the the times were different, you know. My mom raised me single mom, didn't have a father. She was kind of doing her own thing and as long as I wasn't getting into trouble, yeah. Then she was fine with me doing what I was doing, skating. I was on the I was sometimes catching two or three buses to go skate vert when I was 15. Yeah. You know. Uh that's kind of unheard of today. Yeah. You know I mean, like I would never let my daughters or kids leave the house just without any and, and travel an hour and a half away on a bus hitchhiking down a, a road, one-way road that is just unheard of. You know, it's hard to find a sport parallel to skateboarding. Um I've yet to to do it in like the equivalent of like the dedication it takes and in the amount of uh the the pain and struggle and uh, the the hardship and the and how hard it is to be successful. It's gritty. It's gritty. It's gritty. Yeah. But it's possible. Like yeah. it, it always felt possible. There's something about it that it's obtainable. Yeah. Uh, if you can afford a skateboard then you can you can possibly live the dream of traveling the world and making a career out of it and you can feel it when you're on the board you're like i don't care if there's only three guys that get the opportunity to compete like you feel it when you're on a skateboard and it's it's yours Mm -hmm. you know it's it's hard to find a a sport that's quite the quite the same yeah well i was luckily i was lucky enough to have a parent that would let me travel so i was able and sponsors that paid for my travel and I was able to get out of Dodge and, and yeah. kind of just get outside that bubble. Was it hard coming from a, a rougher area? Did you did you lose your way ever uh, at a younger in the younger times? I think if I would have stayed and surrounded myself around some of my high school kid, you know, some of my high school friends, and I mean, you've seen it with Rob Lorfus. Yeah, perfect example. Yeah, talent there, traveled the world. Got stuck in a local bubble. Yeah. Fell in the drugs. Yeah. And it's, uh, you see it happen slowly. And like, I'm sure you can think of like some friends back home. Um, as success came, as, as real money started coming in, as, uh, you got your feet on the ground, um, how was that transition? Cause, you know, that's a big change. Well, I still lived in Baltimore. Um, up until the point where I finally made the decision. I was supposed to I was supposed to move to California and live with Alfonso Rawls, wow. Scott Sorensen, and Kane Gale in okay. this condo um, in Encinitas. And I had my name on the lease and everything and never moved in. Wow. And never left Baltimore. Stayed in Baltimore for another year. And... Yeah. Um, was that just, like a, just trying to like make it happen from home? Yeah. And when you're out of sight, you're out of mind. Oh yeah, that's so for sure. That's what happened to me, and I lost sponsors. Uh, Vert kind of took a shit. Mm-hmm. I worked at a body shop for almost two years repairing cars. Wow. Still skating, but hard times. You know, like had to make money to pay for what what I you know for for what I had. Yeah, um, you know, for a car payment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just had to make do. Back so to the grind. Back to the grind. Then 
sponsorship picked back up and things started taking Vert, off again. And Vert started back up. Yeah, X Games came around. Yeah. That's where Vert came back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met my wife, Jen, moved wow. to California, had a baby, did had got married, had a child, and moved to California in one year. After working at a body shop and almost yep. not, you know, almost and, not knowing. And then won X Games that year. Wow. And it's like just, a big, big year. That was that was a big development was 90, year for Bucky, for Bucky Lassick. That was hard. That yeah, was that hard. That was like had it taken away from me. Yeah. And wanted it back. Wow. It's a powerful and, thing. And, and having a kid and moving to California, it was gnarly. Like Tony helped me out big time with that as well with the move helped you out in what way um financial um luckily i had insurance i blew my knee out the year before like i was struggling like i had a hard time wow and like that's where i mean that's where you become you yeah you know that's where like those defi- those real defining moments yep. and like in it if you're in it in it you're you're one step at a time you're pushing yeah. it and looking back it can be like man i'm not sure how many people would have been able to get through that right you know some people that's where that's where things go bad for them you know they turn they turn the other corner and they're like oh they start drinking you know blah 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 and fall into the drugs and it takes courage to want it yeah it takes so much courage to to try to give yourself, yep. you know, because that, that, that option of, of failing is, is there. Yeah. And you're watching people drop left and right. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it my whole life. People, the circle I had that I thought we were all on the same path, mm-hmm. that we're going to be doing the same shit, just start dropping like flies. School, friends, uh, these, these just fall into like their, their own paths and, yep. and, I think the the thing I saw that that made the most difference it wasn't the the skill it wasn't the 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 heart it was the the courage to to put yourself in the right position yeah and then and then do the work that you know and not to crumble it's just like you have all those pieces there's there's so many things that have to come together um and when you're through that when you get through like those defining moments, it's like you still see the other side. It's not like, oh, of course I succeeded. Like, you know, I'm fucking Bucky Lassie. Well, people think I'm a freaking millionaire, man. It's <laughs> like, dude, I had a couple good years, but like, how, many, how, long, how long ago was that? You know, <laughs> um, you know but you, you still see that like. As soon as you, as soon as you give up, like it's, it's, it's an everyday grind. It's no, like, I'm still grinding, man. I'm st- as you can see, I just dropped in yesterday. Yeah. 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 Do you still, grinding. still get that same feeling? Like you said that when you're, you said earlier, like you're skating, like, oh, I just need to get behind the wheel. You feel like when you get behind the wheel and you get to, like all these things in life, you're just like, I need to step on a skateboard. Do you still get that same yeah. draw? But I tell you this, I can't wait to get behind the wheel of a car. Yeah. I definitely need to go drive. Yeah. Um, 
like I, really I, drive. I was I was on this big switch mode, you know, skating. I was doing everything switch, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm filming. I feel that. I'm filming. I'm filming. I'm filming, and then I got and then I, and I got I got hurt. I slammed. You took a body. I took a big one, right? And then um, so I I get into recovery mode, right? Yeah. Dealing with recovery mode, blah blah blah. Get back to skating. Have no car seat time in between. Yeah. Get back to skating, and the grind is just is isn't as strong you know what yeah. i mean like the drive like oh i gotta call a filmer up it's yeah. like okay if, if cyrus or or noah, noah if yeah. they're there then it's like okay i'll try something but like to call them up and be like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna go try this gnarly trick today it's yeah. like it's not the same but i need to get in the car once i get in the car i'll go do that and i'll be like i'll come back i'll be like all right refresh let's get this trick Juiced. you know yeah that so, perspective is yeah is giving back yep was a slam just like a, like a, a muscle, like the thing about switch skating is like the muscle memory to it fitting your eye is just not that you see something you recognize, but your body doesn't. I didn't even slam trying to trick. That's dro- thing. You said you'd never fall dropping in again. I definitely didn't fall <laughs> dropping in, but I definitely fell first wall. You fell first wall? I, I showed up to Claremont. Yeah, the, the, G3, the G ramp? To film a trick. The the one on the, the freeway side is hanging. Yeah. So <laughs> I was there skating day day or two prior, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna get this trick today. Tried it at Elliott's, but I was like, I think I think Claremont's a spot. You know, yeah. you can drop in off the extension and do it off the extension. Where yeah. where Elliott, you gotta hit it from an angle yep. because of the corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I th- I was like, oh, it's kind of throwing me off. So I went there, got used to the ramp, had some good days prior. Yeah. Following day was like, all right, I'm ready. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. I took I took like a nice CBD bath the night before. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I was feeling good. No, 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 didn't have a beer or nothing. Like, yeah, clear headed. Did my morning stretches. Used my soul right. Like I was like, yeah. I was I was on it, man. I had my breakfast. I, I was dude it was, I was lined I was up on. i felt so good on the, on the way to the ramp i'm like all right here's my my rock star like boom 10 minutes mm-hmm. before i skate mm-hmm. so i get to the ramp i'm feeling good I do a couple stretches on the ramp yeah drop in on the extension <laughs> backside air like probably like head high yeah sun in my face yeah come in my feet are a little off i was like oh i got it i landed I stepped on the ramp. My board wasn't even under my feet. You remember that Chris Miller slam at Upland? Oh, no. No, he did not a, at all. He did a backsetter around the corner. It was probably the, the slam hurt around the world. Yep. He did a backsetter around the corner. Same exact thing. Although I didn't hang up, I stepped on the ramp. Yeah. So I landed as if I was going to pump. Yep. But all I did was step and just instantly went straight to my hip and shoulder yeah and it, 13 it, and a half feet and it was one of those that and it was a shaker it was mm-hmm. it was a, i just went boom it was the hardest slam yeah it wasn't like sometimes you get away rarely you get away with it completely dude but sometimes it doesn't have that ground and pound i effect. actually finished off the session trying the trick for the next two hours holy shit yeah you're like well if i'm gonna eat didn't shit make like it. this didn't make it and then the following day, I was definitely sore. But two days after that, my right hip 
I slammed on my left. Yeah. My right hip started hurting. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. And then like a week after that, my left hip started hurting. Yeah. Again. It's just like deep Dude, wounds. I, I rattled my hips to the point where I like, I did some damage. Yeah. So it took me almost a month. And I'm still feeling the left hip. Oh goodness! I think I think I my age caught up to me on that one. Well, I mean, I still have hip problems from a from a from a good slam I took like eight years ago. Mm. I mean, like when you draw your body, you draw your body. It's just something yeah. a part of you now. It's yeah. just like no, it's part of me now. Yeah, yeah, for it's, sure. It's, it's right there. It's <laughs> yeah. It's right there. That's crazy. It shows on the other side. I mean, yeah. With skating so much for no, so it's, back, it's actually back to the to the OG side that I hit. Oh, but like at first I was like, damn, my right hip hip hurts. But then it came back to my left hip. It it's it was a big one. With uh skating for so long, I mean, especially with physical therapists at comps, you get your own routines at home. You get to know your body yeah. so well. Like to the point where you can start predicting your own recoveries. Yep. You can start pre-planning recoveries because you know how hard a certain week's going to be on you. Yep. Without anything. Yeah. You can like plan accordingly. You can come up with you a plan. You know when you got to go to the doctor, let's put it that way. Yeah, you know when you got to go to the doctor. And, you know, especially if, the, if you work with the same guy, you guys know each other. Mm-hmm. It's like this is what your body's likely, how your body's likely to react. You're on the same program, yeah, and it's like that kind of awareness like creates so much longevity, mm-hmm. especially. And, and then you get the phone calls from your friends. They're like, "I did this to my body. Like my doctor, you know, nothing came up in the MRI. I had Daniel Sturt call me the other yeah. day. Actually, he's talking about his knee, and and I'm like, dude, it sounds to me like you got a little foreign body in there." <laughs> like you're you're gonna have to get a scoping he's like because i hit it it burns it goes away after two minutes blah 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 it's by the it's in the underneath the kneecap behind the kneecap i'm like i'd say deal with it as long as you can but when the swelling comes it's time yeah you know and he's like the swelling kind of comes but it's like doable and i'm like do it until you have to until yeah. you can't do it anymore yeah and then i feel a scope's gonna help you um i think one of the most valuable things about knowing your body is allowing yourself to rest guilt-free because yeah, you tough. because you genuinely know that you're not saving any time by pushing your body yeah like when you slam a certain slam like a certain knee feeling a certain hip feeling or 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 something that will actually prolong your recovery enough to where when you know it's worth it to rest and genuinely know it yeah. It's like almost comforting. It's almost like a, a guilt-free break. Right. Like yeah. it can be. It I mean It depends on how much stuff you got coming up, you know? I mean, try not to get hurt before a comp or yeah. a release date. Yeah. <laughs> get hurt in in hibernation time. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> you can't space out the tricks no. quite like that. You can't schedule when you're feeling it no I, I think i broke my leg doing a gopro shoot one time and it was like three weeks before a combi you broke your i don't ever remember you breaking your leg yeah. you must have been pretty quiet about it yeah it was in my bowl i had gopros all over me and i was filming something for gopro and it was on you know I had gopros on my knee pads and blah, blah blah meanwhile i tried to save a gopro and i tried to like step and like 
not run, but like step and go to hip. Yeah. As soon as I put my foot down, I snap my leg. Yeah. Uh, like a tip for him? Yeah, down here. Oh my goodness, man. Yep. I, uh, I would, I always say this because of the severity of joint injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can break bones. Yeah. Your, your body does a pretty good job with broken bones. Yeah. Uh, I have metal in my collarbone. I've got about eight, seven broken wrists. Yep. Um, and it's, like it's when you get about 47 that your hands start locking up on you like that. That's amazing. Yeah. Your flick game strong. You feel, feel it. <laughs> Open that up. Oh my goodness. It's gnarly. That, that, I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, uh, luckily well, when I, I grab the board, that. it's like that. Yeah. But like when I grab the handbrake There's in a, a car, yeah, it goes like this. And then if you go to drive, you're like that. You're like, Oh, it won't unlock. Yeah, it doesn't really unlock. Where do you feel that? Do you feel it in your right here? You feel it like right under the knuckle here. Okay, that makes sense. That's a weird one. So things like that. I mean, I I I definitely haven't. It's gonna come. Yeah, um, especially because like I'm at seven at what twenty three years old. So if I keep up the pace, yeah, I got I got double you. Okay, that's a good you. That's a good. (laughs) Well, and uh, and an age too. So. So we're we're on the we're on the right path, I guess. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if you if you can keep your joints safe, mm-hmm. uh, if you can try to just take body checks. Yeah. Um. And not you know, start tearing shit. Yeah. Your body seems to handle it pretty good. Yeah. You know, stretching's you, big for me. Like, it's on. It sucks. My it's a it. My hands actually hereditary. My mom has the same locking middle finger that i have would that have happened anyways without breaking it or did you I re- think do you I think didn't you break it, it but what i did was i bailed a front side invert and when i bailed a front side invert i was still holding my board so i kicked i basically kicked the pressure i, I put pressure on that and it popped i felt it pop so yeah you know me being me i didn't go see uh orthopedic doctor you being or you you being a, a skate like I don't know. You just have a certain mentality with yeah, injuries. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, it popped. Yeah, it was like you know maybe like a knuckle crack. Do some or something. push-ups, like yeah, you know. But the swelling never went away. And then on top of that, it was when I was doing my wide body on my car. So here I am, like I injured my middle finger. I popped mm-hmm. it. I felt something pop. The next day, I show up in Ramona, working on my wide body using a hammer hammering out my inner fender liner <laughs> inner fenders to the point where I got to like drop the hammer cause my hand's so sore. So I never really gave it recovery time. Yeah. I no. was just right into it. Now so. it's, now it's, now it's, uh, now it doesn't like to close all the way. And How long ago up. was that? Oh, it's been about two years, two years. So you don't know it very well. Year and yet. a half, year and a half. It's getting worse. Yeah. yeah so it's definitely getting worse. Does so, that freak you out a bit? Ah, uh, it sucks. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, it's like my first real bad body failure. Yeah. You know? Something's starting to go. Yeah. Like, damn it. It's like, yeah. I'm handicapped. Maybe I'll get some plates. Uh, re- relying on our bodies is um, something that takes more of a toll on, like, um, emotionally than I think uh, is talked about. I would hate, yeah, like, like, say you hurt your shoulder, you can't do inverts. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. That that's kind of devastating for us. Um, I know if I lose my if I lose my right hand, if I break my right wrist, uh, mm-hmm. my trick bag is is gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can lose my left arm, 
yeah and probably survive comps yeah you know probably make it work um but that that emotional toll that's connected to injuries mm-hmm. um is something that makes it so hard to uh actually heal properly because you want to prove to yourself that you're okay to continue mm-hmm. you know you get hurt in the first thing that pops in your head like pain okay you assess it can i still skate right i mean and i think that's That's it that's how it works and is it how is it right now is it in a couple of weeks is it you know then the then the fear and the reality of what we're doing comes in yeah and it's like it takes such a toll so like not only does that fear creep in of like are, are you afraid to try tricks to get hurt because of the pain but it's like what am i sacrificing as far you as lose tricks too as, yeah, you'll, yeah you'll stop doing tricks certain tricks i don't do anymore yeah you know because of prior injuries yeah and then it's like when you're 47 to relearn a trick that you've been doing for f- 15 or so years it's kind of it kind of gets in your head and it's like ah screw it i'm just gonna do something different you am, know? am i just getting worse on. am i move on, am yeah. i yeah my i mean obviously you're different as a person as a skater than you yeah. were you're you're uh certain things certain like investments like the the amount of like you can invest your body into certain tricks is definitely a lot lower yeah you know some things are always going to be worth it 100 percent. right you know but there is a part that comes with you start getting smarter you start getting like i know that like i know the other things that i do um are athletic just because that's how i that's how i work i I can push my my body really i can understand my body really well but the way like tunnel flying works i assume the way driving works um it's not nearly as taxing no so it is like i used to have like i used to skate you know i skate every day when Mm -hmm. i can and there was times when i'd you know combi contest concrete bowl Mm -hmm. would come up you know, once a year. Mm-hmm. So I, I go out there, you know, probably once a month now, but like when the contest comes around, I'm there like three days a week at least. Yeah. Plus the, plus the commute. Well, not the commute definitely taxes you, but dude, there's what I'm about to tell you is like, I used to wake up, like if I skated combi for three days, I would wake up in the morning feeling like I skated combi for yeah. three days. Yeah. Yeah. Now I skate vert. And I, and I wake up feeling like I skated comedy for three days, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No matter, like, no matter, no matter what, what you do, no matter what, I just wake up sore. Is that why, uh, you are, are so on it with, with preparation? I'm on it with diet and I'm on it with preparation and it's still, it's just, it, it gets you, man. Do you feel like ever you fell behind on on taking care of your body? I mean, I, I wish I would have cut back when I was like 12 on the Salisbury steaks, but I don't really, I don't think that was really a, a, an issue. Uh, maybe, maybe a little less, you know, I used to live on freaking chicken strips. And Dude, fries. I live on chicken strips yeah. and fries. <laughs> I just threw away before you showed up, bro. I had like a Chick-fil-A bag and two Canes packs. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was See, like, I got to get these I out I don't of think here. that's the problem, though. No. I don't, I don't think that's the problem. And that's not what I meant. And yeah. as far as like, 
because when you were talking about you were ready to try a trick, mm-hmm. you were like CBD bath. Yeah. So right, yeah. which is a which is a little thing, and it's shaped like a like a little miniature half, plastic it's half like pipe. A, it looks like a plastic half pipe. I have one in here, um, but I think it's I think it's behind right here. Let me just grab it. Hear my hip pop? Yeah. There it is. Yeah, that Ugh. thing right there is self-torture, but it so pleasantly enjoyable. Torture. Um, but I know, I know that preparation is a part of recovery, and even even more so. I mean, I'm only 23, mm-hmm. and I think I'm so sensitive now. To, to the way I feel, I know what it's like to be healthy. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to be good. That the, you realize that the, the preparation is equally as part of a recovery mm-hmm. as, the, as the recovery itself. Um, and so, so how, how helpful have these new things, like how helpful has CBD like genuinely been in your, in your athletic life? Well, I can tell you this. When I wasn't taking CBD, I was popping probably like three to six Advil a day. Okay. And I haven't taken Advil or ibuprofen at all unless I get like the gnarliest migraine, which I get maybe once every three months now instead of like once or two a month. Okay. Do you think that you're... you're does it help with the with the aches and pains? It helps with the aches and pain in the, and the same infl- way or better. Yeah. I would say like if it, longevity wise, better. Yeah. Um. But like if you're like CBD is going to help you in the in the way that ibuprofen does, but it's going to take more of it. You know what I mean? Like ibuprofen is like the quick fix. Yeah. You yeah. know ibuprofen works, but in longevity. It's so horrible for you. Yeah, and it and and you start to get um, accustomed to it. Yeah, your body starts to adapt yeah. to it. It stops working as well. Yep. Um, do you feel like your body adjusts to the amount of CBD? You got to up the dose. Uh, I I mean, I pretty much take CBD in the morning, at night, and I put the creams on like before and after I skate. Tinctures like liquid. Yep. And uh, then I take the gummies like midday. Yep. Yep. And and then the the. The little the little bubble bath bombs. That's like the- an added bonus. <laughs> yeah, I add I do a little um, Epsom salt and CBD in the bath, and then like in the mornings, I either just go straight under the tongue or I'll put it in my coffee. It's you know it's it's easy. It is, and it and does it? Uh, have you ever dealt with anxiety? Yeah, I got anxiety. I used to have anxiety all the time. Yeah, and it, I know it helps with that a ton. It kind of it kind of takes you. It kind of raises your uh your energy it raises your your positive your your mental attitude you know what yeah. i mean like it gives you a boost it kind of brings you up like your soul op- energy. it's almost like the opposite of weed yeah but it's made of you know it's yeah. made from weed it comes from the same source yeah um but like i i know that it's not the same energy as like caffeine and no. i i love caffeine i run anxious and i love caffeine yeah so Sometimes I get way up, like buzzy, 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 but right. like I still want to go to sleep. Like right. I'm still like, it's not that real, that mm-hmm. deep energy where like, I think the 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 energy that comes 
maybe it's from CBD, but maybe it's from just healthy body mind mm-hmm. that 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 poise, that peace, that that can give you energy. Yep. Um, it kind of it kind of enhances your frame of mind. Like if you're in a if you want to be positive and you want to be up, if you want to be uplifted. I believe CBD is, it will give you that percentage to put you there in that mindset. When you're doing more tedious work, like frustrating car work or Mm -hmm. some project that uh, feels like a long endeavor, Mm -hmm. um, you feel like CBD helps you kind of compartmentalize the steps that that like you definitely don't want to drink or smoke weed when you're in those situations because it's just going to prolong it and your attitude is just going to go to shit Feel even like more of a step away yeah so i mean that's where i'll like if i'm if i'm like in a spot i'll you know i'll pound a rock star you know i don't drink them like three a day yeah you know like yeah i have my moments where i'm like i need to be uplifted rock star and maybe a couple gummies to keep the mindset you know yeah um what's your favorite rock star um i got i'm still organic like, I, I love like the organic and dude i still drink good. the the organic one is the only one i'll drink not the strawberry but like the 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 i think it's the same one it's just the best one everyone the says green it. one right the, yeah i think it's the what's it called if you have passion fruit, or I forget the name of it completely. But the the Rockstar Organic, when that came yeah. out, I was like, "This is the only one I want." Yeah. So I was. St- I, I do the Extorance one, the um, the Endurance the, one, the too. new, the new the Endurance, new one? and they have the Extorance, which oh, I still okay. have a couple cases of the apples, pretty good. Okay. But yeah, the I'm a big organic guy, you know. Do you eat organic? I'm gluten free. For sure, no bread, no nothing like that, no, uh, and I'm lactose intolerant too, so I, I gotta stay away from the dairy. So. And it's been like that forever. I've been gluten free probably, gosh, four or five years. Okay. Well, notice, I noticed my, um, I was weak. I was really tired. I went and got my blood work done, and my thyroid was a little bit off. I'm not on thyroid medicine anymore, and then just gluten in my body was just like not digesting the nutrients. Yeah. So I cut gluten out, changed the diet up a little bit. Was that a hard change? Dude, I'm fried chicken nugget guy. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was pretty tough and I love bread, you know, before every meal, I I love that honey wheat bread. I still love to smell it. You know, that brown with the oats on it. torture yourself. Dude, (laughs) I want to have a cheat day so bad right now. Oh man, I'm I'm sorry for talking about it. <laughs> but no, that's it. Like pizza, it's easier now. Gluten free stuff, it's well where it's we available. live. Where we live too, it's yeah. very good. Southern California might be the easiest place to go gluten free. Yeah. In in the world, uh, I try to be good about diet, and food's really hard to control. It's drug like any other drug. Yeah. Uh, you get cravings, and you feel like you're gonna die if you don't get your chicken strips. Yeah. You know, it's it's. Tough to keep that yeah. like perspective. Hey, Chick Fil A has a gluten free bun. No way. Yeah, it's good. You got to pay two extra dollars for Word. it. Yeah, it's good. It'd be nice if they put it in the toaster for you though. <laughs> uh, wait. So the the Chick Fil A. The only problem I have with Chick Fil A is if you don't eat it right away, it feels like someone dipped your chicken sandwich in a bucket of water. Oh really? I don't know what. I have that way with. I, I feel that way about In-N-Out fries. In-N-Out fries are so bomb when they're hot. But you when get you them get and you cold, eat them. It's like gross. It's like 
they they fizzle into absolute nothingness. Yeah, same with I think it's the same with all fries though. If you if you kind of let them in, if you kind of leave them in a closed bag too long. I think the McDonald's one. I think they they that's not they, even food. They man. must uh, spray them with uh, what's with some embalmment fluid that keeps it just crisp and nice forever. Yeah, but McDon- eat it I haven't a had McDonald's. Later. I haven't eaten McDonald's in probably like. 10 12 15 years it's such a breakfast road trip oh i did have a hash brown there yeah i had a hash brown yeah and you're not driving someone someone's driving on this early morning you're going to big bear or you're going up on this trip and someone just pulls in mcdonald's like fuck give me a a mcgriddle you know what i miss at mcdonald's that they don't uh, they don't have anymore is the fried apple pie fried apple pie yeah now maybe that was before my time yeah they only do baked ones if you go to your uk still has the fried apple pie okay yeah i'll keep that in mind you gotta get the apple pie if nitro world games happens yeah which i doubt it will which i doubt it will i'll try the the baked apple pie no the fried one sorry yeah yes the the fried one so good with with some ice cream Mm -hmm. i can't have it because it's fried and it's it's the the crust isn't gluten-free but they got them. <laughs> they got them still. Um, with the with this uh, whole global issues we got going on with the coronavirus, I I'm not sure um, what the what the skate comps this year are are gonna be. I look like. forward to kind of just finishing up my car now and, and yeah. having time at home and maybe getting behind the wheel more. That's where that that other passions I think really yeah. allow you to to grow instead of to. To, to fall into this uh why me yeah you know i think uh, i think it's easy to to put so many eggs in one basket that you just feel like they don't care about me when it, the whole thing's bigger than uh bigger than skating bigger than x games bigger than right. nitro um so like with investing into into more time into your car more in the youtube channel more into to racing if if the races kind of happen do you see yourself out racing skateboarding like you being like able more? to do it longer man i did think so i i was i was a factory driver for subaru for uh, four years yes i remember and then car issues corporate decisions i got pulled from the seat because basically the car sucked so bad and they were like, what's left to change? Oh, the drivers. Pull the drivers. They put new drivers in the car. They still sucked for another year. Yeah. It wasn't the cars. It wasn't, yeah. I mean, it wasn't the drivers. It was the cars. Yeah. So they finally fixed the cars and now I'm still out of seat. You're so, still out of seat. You so now I'm just doing price. it. Now I'm just doing it like out of the passion and with some friends. What kind of uh? But yeah, like that was like, yeah, totally you can drive way longer than you can skate. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you feel like you take that same mindset when you were a youngin pushing to be a skater kind of do you see that taking taking you like into the next phase of your life like are you scared uh to be doing something completely different? Well, um right now I look at myself as a pro skater. Mhm. Um a driver mm-hmm. and if you look at my instagram i'm an influencer now mm-hmm. nice you know so that's a big one yeah so i guess changes it's coming you change know, it's i mean the corner. change is like inevitable not not from uh ability or age but circumstances right like it it may not be as as available 
to wait through these like lulls, even for, even for me as, mm-hmm. as 23 years old, like it may not always be the, the best to just be repeating like the same patterns. Well, yeah. I mean, I've been through the, the ringer, what, this is third time now for vert skating for me. Yeah. And third know, time, third time coming uh, and going, meaning, yeah, like verts died a lot in like in a small period of time vert comes really strong and then it disappears and then it's come really strong and then now there there hasn't been comps like the last two years there's been one or two comps yep um and now with a a global pandemic those might not even be a thing um i mean i haven't heard anything i haven't gotten any confirmations but just seeing the way that the nba is canceled and these bigger more important industries um you know i wouldn't be surprised if we take a our Take demos have been canceled. You know, I've had a couple skateboard demos with Tony Hawk that were scheduled. Yep. They've been canceled. Done. Um, we have the Nitro game coming up. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we're going to get word that that's canceled if there isn't a fix to this virus. Yeah. Um, what a time to be alive with uh, all these new forms of media that weren't around the last times that Vert. Everyone's trying to figure out this media thing, this yeah. media train right now. Um you know, I've jumped on YouTube. I've mm-hmm. been doing YouTube now. I do my vlogs. Mm-hmm. I do my other things on there. Yeah. It's basically my outreach now. Yeah. Um, you got people, you know, I, I'm on TikTok. Nice. You know what I mean? Like, How hip. It's crazy. <laughs> like, I have, you know, I have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, yeah. like, do you keep up with all of it pretty well or do you find yourself yeah, doing I mean, I, one better? Or? I do the best I can. You know, Instagram was my main focus. Yes. Now my YouTube channel is my main focus. Okay. Um, how do, does it perform how you'd like or is it? It's getting tough? there. It's nice. It's, it's that's, I mean, as long as it's building, that's it's good. It's definitely building. Good, good, um, good. The, the channel itself is amazing. Like my content's good if you like cars and skateboarding. Yeah. Um. I have someone helping me with editing, so they do all my thumbnails and and uh, you know we do some movie some movie quotes in there and yeah. we we make we try it personable. To put my, my personality is totally on this channel, which I mean, if you know me, yeah, you know I'm kind of like fucking goofy. I'm a little goofy, you know. Yeah. There's some talent behind it, but there's a lot of goof. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's the whole package. Yeah. When you get Bucky, you get Bucky, man. <laughs> I say some things. I'm definitely, I definitely like edit it. Um, but yeah, it's, I'd say my YouTube channel is where I'm going to be kind of pushing out more content. It's, YouTube's hard. It takes a lot of work. Yeah. It does take a lot of work, but uh, in this time, like being able to just, for it seems like the wave that people are on is, is more... Um, I mean, it went Instagram in one picture, 15 seconds. And it, and it seems like it went from these, these long content pieces back down to really short attention span Mm. to us kind of realizing that there's, there's no, um, well, TikTok is a perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wow. I kind of thought we had to figure it out with this Instagram and YouTube and now TikTok's like, okay, this is. This is like weird. It's so it's so weird. Everyone reposts the same song with different videos. I've to never it. gotten it's, so sick of a song so fast than yeah. by opening TikTok. It's crazy, man. I like wake up to hee hoo, <laughs> dude. It's insane. <laughs> 
You know, he made that sound himself. That's, Did he? That's him in the in the in the beat. He he said he got Roddy Rich said he got inspired by Michael Jackson because mm-hmm. Michael Jackson would beatbox yeah. his own beats yeah. and then sing to them. Yeah. And he's like, I always wanted to do that, and like. He's just fucking around with sounds and it just came out yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like the biggest TikTok song in the in the yeah. industry. It drives me mad. <laughs> yeah. Some of some of the stuff on there is pretty funny. Some of it like eighty percent of it I can't watch. Like the other twenty is like pretty good. It's where it's like I scroll through. It's like playing golf. You have like one good hole and then the rest <laughs> the rest of the game is total oh, shit. Four hours you spend. Yeah. Do you want to switch chairs or your hips? No, I'm so good. I just gotta move around. Okay. Uh would you go skydiving? You know, I've done it once. Yeah. Tandem. Yeah. In Vegas with Bob's friend from without, Hawaii. Without Bob wasn't there. Bob was there. Okay. Um, well, okay. Sean. But Bob, Bob, Sean. Bob's friend actually took you. Yes. Okay. So Bob, Bob jumped. I jumped with Sean. Nice. And it was at the Hard Rock Finals in Vegas. This is the big contest. Wait, the the, the do tour. The Boost Mobile. Oh, okay. Okay. Big while, like, a while ago, like seventy-five grand, like first prize, first place. Yep, that right. Was, that was when it was. So was I'm at this contest, popping. right? And we're like, all right, we're gonna go skydive, right? Yeah. I go, and Sean has me on the front of him. Yeah. We jump out of the plane. We're you know we're cruising. Yeah. It's awesome. Got the free fall. <laughs> <laughs> you know the yeah, first yeah, free falls like, like sticking your head out yeah. of a cold window yeah, down yeah. the freeway trying to breathe awesome the... had a great time we're coming in for the landing and he, he wanted to take that dive he wanted to dive in and come in hot yeah hawaii is a lot different than arizona facts yep he came in for the dive he didn't get the lift yeah he was getting he was pulling for the lift <laughs> and we just came in hot. Dude. <laughs> we came in hot. And the thing is, is when you go tandem, you, the the person in front is supposed to lift their feet up. Yeah. So that the person behind can put his feet down and take a nice slide. Yeah, because they got the prediction. They feel yeah. the lift. So, they know what so, they're planning. But if the guy in front puts his feet down, the guy in the back just kind of pivots around. <laughs> yeah. So. That's what happened. He came in hot, and I wasn't about to take one to the spine. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. My instinct was like survival. Yeah. So I put, put my feet, feet down, down, which spun him around, mm-hmm. and I sat on his nuts. Nice. He pissed blood for like five days Dude, after I did that. You, and I still twisted my ankle. You For the contest, I skated uh, with a rolled, like a rolled ankle. That's such a... Oh. I, I hate st- when I the still first... won. I still won though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you came in as the underdog. <laughs> yeah, You're yeah. like, "Down me, bitch." No, but I took one as a first uh, like uh, introduction to skydiving. That's rough. Yeah, but I can tell you that tandem masters in taking a tandem, um, you kind of. Hope. That was his first jump too, so he didn't get a feel for it. Yeah, you kind of hope your student that you take the brunt for both of you for the good instructors. I know yeah. they do everything they can to keep their, you know, if, if you yeah. fuck up, that's on you and you learn how to keep your student safe. Right. I mean, that sounded like an absolute shit show. That was bad. Every experience. That was a Bob experience. Exactly. Of course. Every experience I've had jumping with, with Bob or with Travis or with Matt Hoffman. Yeah. Um, just a bunch of safety hazards in the sky. You yeah. know, it's, it's, very very different than uh the people who are in in the sport like yeah. super in it yeah 20 years experience 
800 jumps, all these things. And, and it's like the, 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 they've learned how to handle situations that you never want to put yourself in. You're coming in on a mega ramp. You're coming in in these crazy winds or these crosswinds or these crazy burbles or the air. Or, you know, we'll take this instructor who's never jumped in Hawaii and give him the, yeah, yeah, Bucky's probably going to win, so the best content, and I'll fly around the outside and, and we're going before we even know what's going on. Yeah. It's like it's it's always been like that. Yeah. And it's like it's insane that they've survived yeah. that for so long because I've had little tastes of it. And I'm like, dude, how do you guys not only do this, but then the other clips I've seen of base jumping, of skating into the Grand Canyon, of Travis jumping without a parachute, of Matt doing yeah. a double backflip on a bike and his pants getting stuck in the chain and not being able to get rid of the bike and yeah. only having five seconds. And like, it's so crazy that that like that kind of situation was your introduction. Yeah. Because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still want to do it. I still want to go and do it to the point where I can not not jump tandem. Is that like a it genuine? It is, but I, I feel scared saying it in front of you because you're going to help me get there. And, yeah, and do it because it's um, not as uh, it's attainable. It only takes a few. It only takes a few jumps, it's right? Very attainable, especially like from pretty someone. Much, you could pretty much get me to do it in like a day. I bet. Yeah. Like, I mean, right, here we go. We're gonna hammer out these tandems and by then next boom. Saturday. I mean, you don't even have to do a tandem. Yeah. I mean, we could go. We could go to the wind tunnel and you. Learn I've done how, the wind tunnel twice and, and I'm pretty good at it learn, actually. I mean, you go up, down, forward, and backwards, and you get in the sky and you you have a walkie-talkie in your ear and, I mean. The hard part about skydiving is the is the knowledge that surrounds the sport. Yeah. Just as far as rally would go, as you learn tracks, as you learn different conditions, and you learn what to be aware of on a, a deep competitive level. Mm-hmm. Um, skydiving, the the innate risk is so high, but once you start to get aware of, oh, this is how the trees are going to affect the wind. Mm-hmm. This is how my parachute's going to behave. This is how newer jumpers are going to take the landing pattern mm-hmm. these are what the experienced guys are doing you know you start to get these... right well that's the good thing about skating knowing that we need to know that yeah you i know mean, where yeah. other people are like uh okay oh he told me this cool thing of this cool piece of advice like as a skateboarder we know like okay what's the limit what do i need to look out for and we want to hear the bad things first yeah you know exactly uh you you won't it's not a pass or fail kind of test yeah it's like a how do I keep myself in in together? Yeah. Um, but it's very attainable. If you want to do that, I would happily I would happily assist. Yeah. Um do you have do you have anything that you'd like to to shout out? Like uh the name of your YouTube channel, um yeah, anyone just, sponsors? YouTube channel, Buck Yeah. Um that's like I said. How I, how often do you upload? I'm doing it. I would do it more um building followers, um subscribers. Uh, yeah. Right now, I'm doing it twice a week. Twice a week. Which is pretty good. That's impressive. And the content, I'm not looking for content. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And I put out stuff that I want to put out, you know. Yeah. Well, well, you're putting out you. Which it's a is, lot of car stuff right now. Yeah. And if you're into the skating, get on there and make some comments, you know. Tell me you want to see some skating, you know. Yeah. I just filmed, I just filmed Manches yesterday. Yeah. And actually, as I leave here, I'm going to go drop it off to my buddy, Rich, who's going to and try to rough cut it so that we can sit down for an hour or two and just put one out in a couple of days. 
Well, uh, I know when you share like what's important to you, mm-hmm. um, that's the only way you can have the motivation to keep going. I mean, even yeah. even shit that's ended up completely empty for me online, like I've gone back and deleted. Like, but I've learned from the YouTube videos. I've learned from streaming. Like, even if it doesn't catch the traction, it's like it gives you that energy to yeah. do it. Well, I'm a DIY guy. I'm a do-it-yourselfer. Yeah. So a lot of my car stuff, it's like I'm not dropping it off at a shop to do it. It's like, I'm actually doing the wrenching, you know, um, modification, fabrication, all that stuff. The thinking, the, the art side of it. You can see it happening on camera. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure plenty of people would, would enjoy that. Yeah. Um, well, uh, CBD MD. CBD MD is, is one of my main sponsors. Rockstar is a good sponsor. All my skateboarding. I have a new board coming out on Pal Peralta. Awesome. I ride independent trucks, 159s. Boom. Bones, 58 millimeter. I like wheels. your wheels, by the way. Wheels are good. Um, Protect helmets keep me safe. Fuck yeah. Wear your helmets, kids. Yep. And Steve Van Dorn, best guy in the business, Van <laughs> Shoes. Um, is there a code uh, for your CBD? Yeah, it's Bucky, B U C K Y. So if you go to cbdmd.com yeah. and, and use code Bucky, you get 20% uh, off. You get 20% off, and I'm sure it helps this guy a lot. Uh, thank you for... And also, also, they have a lot of discounted rate. They have like a 25% rate sometimes where you can actually... I think if you use my rate, it will my discount code, they'll actually save you another 5% if that offer is on the table at the time. Yeah. So. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to make an order. I'm going to try it out. I'll let you know how it, I'll hook you out with some, how it, yeah, I would love to, I'd love to try the, the, I've only used the the liquids. The freeze is awesome. I think I have some in my car. It's the, um, it's kind of like a icy hot feeling. Yeah. And then I have the lotion, which you can actually put on at night and you can put it next to your balls and stuff. You don't want to put icy hot next to your balls, dude. I've been like in hotel rooms, just like what the fuck did I do to myself? Like, yeah, all it takes is like a lit. Like if you put it on your, if you put that freeze stuff on on your wrist, say you have a bad wrist. Yeah, and then you go to snuggle in between your legs with your yeah. hands at it night. It doesn't like, take much. Dude, it does not take much. Fire in the hole, dude. Yeah, yeah. To put it, so aptly. I got stuff that'll help you with that. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Um, thank you for coming in. Thanks for talking about life. Thanks, thanks for talking about, dude. Everything. It's 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 rare to have the 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 chance to sit down with. Someone who's, you meant so much to me in my, in my, um, growing up skating. I've, I've Mitchie has had a good family behind him. His mom is awesome. Yeah. A good family to support me. Yeah. Um, and his dad. And, and my, my dad and I are, are super close. I mean, he wasn't traveling to the comps as much. So I, the, like you guys, I think don't know him as well as my mom. But behind the scenes, uh, my dad shreds. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I know I based a lot of my myself, my style, my tricks, my uh, the way I operate uh, behind you and some other guys. So mm-hmm. I'm forever thankful for that. And uh, thanks for giving back. Thanks for coming in and keep uh, being you, man. Talking about it. It's inspiring. Word, bro. Thank you. As you can tell, Bucky is a seasoned vet in skateboarding, in racing, in rally cars, in building cars, and. Uh, has a has had a lot of knowledge to share kind of what goes on behind the scenes i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did and i'll see you next week on brusco talk shop astronauts report it feels good two minutes 25 seconds